The Apostle Paul is writing this epistle to Timothy from prison. This is his second one. And in the fourth chapter, he is preparing to die. And if you want to give this a theme, I'd like for you to think about his writing this and preparing to die. And if we can identify with it, how that we can react as we converse and communicate with others in the Lord's Church as we prepare ourselves to die. In this writing, I'd like for you to look at the third chapter and beginning with the uh, 10th verse. He says, But thou hast fully known my doctrine, which means uh, his teaching, his teaching, my manner of life, which means his entire conduct and the way that he lived uh, before God, my purpose, that's his short and long-term goals, and fulfilling the objectives that he believes that God has for every person, especially him. His faith, my long-suffering, and that could certainly include the, and it is coupled with patience after the word love or agape. This word agape is charity, translated charity is sacrificial love, giving of himself, and then his patience. And that 10th verse sums up uh, the great activities of the Apostle Paul before this young man. But then he reminds him of some of the things that he went through even when he met him for the first time and he was converted. And all of the persecutions, the afflictions, which came upon me at Antioch, and that's Antioch in Pisidia, before he came to Iconium, and before he came to Lystra, he was run out of every one of those cities and met him in the Lystra Derby area. What persecutions I, en I endured. So he's reflecting upon that and preparing this young man for service and for help or to help others and to be prepared himself to face difficult situations. And he's referring him back to those. He isn't boasting. He's just informing him, wanting him to remember this. And the last statement of that verse is, is the underlying thing, and we could underline that. But out of them all, the Lord delivered me. So when you're preparing and when you're thinking about leaving this old earth and to help someone, you can certainly remind them of what God has done in all of the activities and the things that you've done. And if you haven't been a, 
a walker with God and a man of faith, uh, then you can't do that. But what a wonderful thing it is to reflect on these things to a young man that you're handing the baton to to carry on the Lord's work. Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecutions. He wanted him to know that he wouldn't escape some of the difficulties that he'd gone through and that he'd seen, and he'd been a bystander. But uh, he said, it's not going to get any better, Timothy. He said, but evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. You just mark it. This is going to happen as long as you live. And we never get to where we say we can arrive and things are going to be pleasant and like we would like to have them in the kingdom of God. But he says, here's the great advice. You continue. You continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. And from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures. Now, we didn't have the scriptures written at that time. The New Testament wasn't written at this time. It certainly wasn't placed in a canon in the book. But the Holy Scriptures was the Old Testament. It had been written in Hebrew. It had been translated into Greek for two or three hundred years. It had been in the Greek language. We call that the Septuagint. And he'd been trained in this. And he'd been out, and his mother uh, had married a, a Gentile. And he'd been out in that area, and he'd known the Holy Scriptures. And his mother and his grandmother had taught them to him. And he says, these are able to make thee wise unto salvation, if you believe them, through faith. But it has to be in Christ Jesus. If you miss Christ Jesus, you miss the whole objective and the whole plan of the Old Testament. And that's what it's all about. Then he says all Scripture, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God, is profitable for teaching, doctrine is teaching, is profitable for reproof, it's profitable for correction, it's profitable for instructions in righteousness. Now you can't give any better advice to a young man or to anyone than that. And he's talking about the Old Testament Scriptures, and, and the Old Testament Scriptures certainly included this, but they, since the holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Spirit, not only in the Old Testament, but in the New, then certainly this remains, that uh, there's no better advice than to be a good student of God's Word. And it's for the purpose that the man of God may be perfect, and that doesn't mean sinless. It will include sinless because when you're mature and when you're able to use that which God has given, you will be sinless. But we are never a sinless except when we walk in the light as he is in the light and claim the blood of Christ. And it's a daily thing. But the person who walks in the scriptures and continues to claim the sacrifice of Christ and the presence of Christ is the man who continues to become mature because he thinks as Christ thinks. And when the devil wants to take over in his life, he, he 
God and Christ and the Holy Spirit and the knowledge of the truth will keep him from acting like the devil. And so it's a process, and that's what you call mature. Thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Now, he set the stage, and now he says in this last one, preparing him, I charge, therefore, thee, therefore, before God. And that, that is a very strong military term of a charge of giving command and giving directions and instructing a person in instruction that must be obeyed and must be uh, 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 certainly implemented in his life. And when he says the word before in the original language is in the face of, or it could even be translated in the presence of, in the presence of God. And when you get to thinking that he's charging him, in the presence of God, all things are naked and laid open for him with whom we have to do, and Christ is at the right hand of God, and God is there, and he's wanting him to understand all of this is in the open, and when you do that, you, you're really activating your faith. And he wants him, he wants to leave this with him, that this charge is before and in the presence of God, of, Jesus, of God and the Lord Jesus Christ. Who shall judge the, the word quick there is the living. It's translated in many versions as living, and the dead. Well, that just means the people who are living in the fleshly body, but they're the ones that are also dead and in the unseen world. He's going to, he's going to judge all of them. At his appearing and at his kingdom. And if we can have that on our minds at all times, we live closer to God. We live closer to God. If every word that we have said and are saying and every thought that we're thinking, we understand that we're in his presence and that we're having to give an account of these things at his appearing, doing his appearing, and doing his kingdom, it'll never be erased. Any action that we have is not going to be erased. It's going to be there unless you're forgiven of it by God. But he wants to know that his actions and his thoughts and his uh, deportment, his activity and his behavior is, is being recorded. And then he said in the second verse, you preach the word. And that is herald. That you preach the word is going back to what he has already said up here. You saturate yourself in the Old Testament that has given uh, the coming of Christ and his reign and his fulfillment and the kingdom's in, in force now and you preach it and you don't deviate you be instant in season and out of season you just don't change you don't say something one time and then change it to another you're stable a person doesn't have to worry about being honest when he has the picture that he just gave him here. We're in Second Timothy, the fourth chapter, and about the first, second verses. 
He's given here the great message of preach the word. He's preparing Timothy uh, in his preparation of death. He's preparing him. He's preparing to die himself. And he's also preparing Timothy to die. And so our theme here is preparing to die. What can we do to prepare for our dying? But Paul is dying, and he says he's just ready. He's ready. And he's given Timothy some things that can prepare him for death. Preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching. And the exhort goes along with the reproving and rebuking, and it's really encouraging. You point out the things, but you point out the things that need to be corrected, but you don't do it without encouragement. And we have learned today that people take rebuke and reproof if you encourage them. And psychology thinks they have found something that they say, well, before you are too hard on a person, said always compliment them and then give them this instruction. Well, the Bible knew that a long time ago. He taught that. That's just the way man thinks. And so you, you, have, uh, you have the encouragement here and you have... Uh, you don't give up. You have all long suffering. And you keep on teaching. There's an old doctrine. You keep on teaching. You don't take uh, the attitude that uh, if a person doesn't just snap to right then, then it's over with. You don't kick him out and kick him down and kick him and, and all of that. That's not Bible teaching. He's preparing himself. He's telling his young teacher, a preacher, how to act, and he's this is the way everybody ought to act. This is a preparation for death. You'll never go wrong by taking that second verse and herald the truth and do it when it's appropriate and when it isn't appropriate. There's no out-of-season deal. It's in or out-of-season. It's in season all the time as far as preaching the truth and as far as correcting and instructing a person as far as encouraging the person and being long-suffering with the person and just keeping on teaching them. That's where we fail. We give up. We don't have much endurance. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. Now who is they? They is including the people that Timothy is supposed to preach to. Who's that? Well, Jesus said when he left this old earth, he said every creature, every creature, the world is our parish, every creature we have the obligation to share with him the Lord Jesus Christ and the power of his shed blood. It's out there. We cannot deny it. We can close our mind to it and think that if we just do it or have somebody to pay somebody to do it, that our job is, is over. It isn't. We need to understand that 
people is difficult, that people are not going to hear, that people will turn away from the truth, and that people had rather hear a good story than the truth a lot of times. But what we do in that third, fifth verse, he said, but you watch. And you don't watch just in a few things, you watch in all things. Well, how are you going to watch? You're going to watch and keep equipped with where we started in the third verse on down here. And a person who isn't a Bible student, he's going to get lost. He's going to make a lot of mistakes. The devil's going to take advantage of him and think he's on course when he isn't. You watch in all things. And you've got to take those scriptures that are wise uh, for instructing and for teaching and for reproof and correction and instruction in righteousness and you have to endure when you meet opposition there. And he's telling him to do the work of an evangelist. Sometimes we like to excuse ourselves for not being a good worker and preacher and teacher by maybe thinking, well, this is for the evangelist. This is for somebody special. But you know, every one of us that knows the truth can share that truth with someone. And we know that we're all priests of God. Women and men are all priests of God. We can share the truth with someone. And that Jesus' way was to teach one-on-one. And there's no way to improve on that. The only way we're going to convert the world and to teach them about Jesus Christ is for each one of us to try to win someone. And we need to do the work in evangelists. It's included in the Great Commission. And every one of us has a ministry. And a ministry is to win a soul. And he said, you make full proof of thy ministry. Now, what do you mean, full proof of thy ministry? Just work it. Just do it. Now, he says, I'm ready to die. I'm ready to die. Now, what has he been doing? He's been preparing himself to die because he's been given the last word to this young man. But he's also telling him how to prepare to die. We'll have no regrets if we can take this instruction and make it a part of our life. That's the best preparation we can have. He said, now I'm ready to be offered up, and the time of my departure is at hand. The word departure means decease. The word departure was translated when on the Mount of Transfiguration when Luke says, he's the only one that writes this, and he says, this is what they talked about when Moses and Elijah was there on either side. They talked about his departure. That was his death. And now is the time of his departure. And he's preparing himself by telling this young man what to do and how to act. And it's a message for us. He said, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. And we can't help but reflect on this. How many of us have fought a good fight? How many of us know enough about the Scripture that we can fight a good fight with patience and love and care, continuously teaching the truth, and to say, well, this is not what I'm saying. This is what the Lord is saying. This is what the inspired Word is saying. This is the work of people who are Christians. 
He had fought a good fight. He had finished the course. He had kept the faith. And it's something to keep. You know, it's easy to get discouraged and say, well, I just think I'll quit. Not any use. And it may be because we can't have our way. And what we think is the right way. It may not be have anything to do with teaching people what they need to know. Because the gospel, it really pierces the heart of man. It convicts man. So if we're, if we're not having the result we are, we should look at the way that we are heralding this thing that he said preach. You preach it. He says, if this happens, he said, henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness. And that, that, word, that word righteousness is being right with God and right relationship with God. And if you, you can't have a right relationship with God hereafter if you haven't had a right relationship with God here and a right relationship with God for his lost humanity. So this crown of righteousness is due though him and do everyone else who will do God's will here. Which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them also that love is appearing. Now it's quite strange to see in the original language that this appearing has a relationship with this before. When he said, I charge thee in this before God and the Lord Jesus Christ who shall judge the living and the dead at his appearing. And his appearing, if you study that word appearing here and the word before here and the word here, we sometimes in our language just get the time or when he comes back. But it's his presence. And the only people that are going to be ready to, to meet Jesus and when he does appear is the people who by faith see him all time. And that's the teaching and that's the impact of this. It's the people who have Christ within them and Christ living in them. And for Paul to say, it is no longer I that live, but Christ liveth in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith. Faith in the Son of God who loves me and gave himself for me. He said, do thy diligence to come shortly unto me. He's out there. And then he says, For Demas have forsaken me, having loved this present world, and he's departed unto Thessalonica. Well, he's preparing to die, and he's preparing old Timothy not to give up like, like uh, Demas did. And this is there for us too. And Crescens to Galatia and Titus unto Dalmatia. Now, only Luke is with me. He's there, and, and he says, Mark, uh, you take Mark, and you bring him with you. For he is profitable to me for the ministry. And remember what happened. We haven't studied it yet, but we're going to in the next Sunday. But when he, he wouldn't let Mark go with him on his second journey, he was really mad at him. He and Barnabas had a fall now. Never did work together anymore. 
Isn't that sad? Good old Barnabas, though. He, he salvaged the whole thing. He said, Paul, you, you go get another man, go there. I'll take Mark and we'll go this way. And now he's looking at it again. He's looking at it again and he says, I need Mark. I need Mark. I can visualize when he wrote the Philippians, he said, I have learned. I have learned in whatsoever state I am to be content. He hadn't learned it. He said, he's profitable to me for the ministry. So you know that he straightened that thing out and that he's, whatever it was, he said, hey, I was wrong about that. But he, he's helpful now. And Tychicus have I sent to Ephesus the cloak that I left at Troas with Carpus when thou comest bring with thee and the books, but especially the parchments. Then he says, Now old Alexander the coppersmith did me much evil. The Lord reward him according to his works. He said, Don't take it in your own hand. I left Ephesus. I didn't take it in my own hand. I just left him and left him there. The Lord will take care of him. Don't you try to take uh, things in your own hands. You just leave it alone. Let the Lord handle people who give you a lot of trouble. And he'll handle them, and he'll handle the mind. He'll put them in their place. Of whom be thou wares also, for he hath greatly withstood our word. At my first answer, no man stood with me, but all men forsook me. I pray God that it may not be laid to their charge. That's when he had that. Now he has the, he has the same attitude that Christ had and Stephen's had and said, Oh, God forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. And that's a good note to leave, old uh, Timothy, when you're preparing to die and prepares him to die. Notwithstanding, the Lord stood with me and strengthened me. And I claim that verse, and you ought to claim it every day of your life. Lord, never forsake us. In Hebrews, the 13th chapter, and the 5th verse, he said uh, that he'll never leave us nor forsake us. And he quotes it from Joshua. Notwithstanding, the Lord stood with me and strengthened me and by me the preaching might be fully known, and that all the Gentiles might hear, and I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion. It doesn't matter how difficult it is to preach the gospel and to live like Christ and to help people. And sometimes we think we're failures, but if we put it in the hands of the Lord, we're going to be successful. And the Lord shall deliver me from every evil work, and I will preserve and will preserve me unto his heavenly kingdom. To whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. I don't know how much more he had. But we think it's possible that he might have even gotten out after this and and uh, visited them. We don't know. But he didn't know. He said he was ready to die. He says, Salute Priscilla and Aquila and the house of Onesiphorus. Erastus abode at Corinth. The trophimus have I left at Miletum sick. He just had so much relationship with people, and he was just touching people's lives, and God was using it. Do thou live just to come before winter? He'd already asked him to come. He really wanted to see Eubulus, greeteth thee, and Prudence, and Linus, and Claudia, and all the brethren. He had such a relationship there, and, and it, that was built up. And Paul didn't have that at first when he was working. It's like it was hard for him to get along with. 
John Mark, but and he had so many things, and his adrenaline was going high. He'd killed so many people that that was confessing Christ, and and he had so many things. His objective was to take it to every Gentile. So I can certainly identify with old Paul when he had his drives and when he was saying, everybody get with it and let's get with it and, and preach this gospel. And he lost his patience real easy when it wouldn't help him. But now he's seasoned. And he see these people gather, gather around him and it just makes you understand that it's not all of life to live, not all of death to die. He understood there's a lot of things coming. So Lord Jesus be with you. Be with thy spirit. And grace be with you. Amen. If you haven't prepared to die, if you're not prepared to die, you need to believe in Christ, repent of your sins, and be baptized. If you haven't lived faithful, you need to ask him to forgive you and to re, uh, certainly uh, dedicate your life to him and constantly do that as we stand together and say.